All right, so I started the recording. Um, I'm going to go back over what I said before I started that. Um, we're going to go through in Access 4-H and run those reports, the person reports for our members and volunteers that uh, we would like you to run as a reference point so you have their, their years of involvement correct. Um, since that, I know that was a big hurdle that we had when we switched from 4-H plus to Access 4-H. Um, and brought information over. So what we're going to collect from this report, I'm going to run the member report first and show you what we would like with that. Um, first name, last name, and all we're going to need is down here where it says years as youth. That's all we want to really want to collect from this. If you guys want to collect maybe an address, that type of thing as a county, that's up to you guys. But really, the most important thing is getting these years of enrollment over and exported out of, of Access 4-H. So we have a point we can start counting from as in our new program. So like I said, this is gonna, my state ID, so it's going to pull out names from other places than Butler County. So I've got first name, last name, years as youth, and then all I would want to do is export that to either CSV, which is like an Excel file, or a PDF. So when people are entering their own enrollments, they are they may be close on their years of enrollment, but some of them may not know, and uh, that is also going to be something that you can help them with. One um, thing that you want to make sure when we go back to this report builder is down down here at the bottom, after we've selected years as youth, we select only youth. So we only get the youth and not the leaders in there and not be able to tell who is who. So there we've got our list again. And like I said, you can export that either to a CSV, which is like an Excel file, or to a PDF, whichever would be the most beneficial for you. Um, volunteer report, same type of thing. Instead of years as youth, we're going to collect that years as a volunteer uh, number. So we'll uncheck years as youth, check years as a volunteer, and then we'll select only volunteers down here at the bottom. So the, these here would be our volunteers, our leaders across the state and their years of enrollment in our program as a volunteer. Another report that I thought of um, this morning that might be beneficial is running a list of projects for your county just so you don't have to go through um, and really think hard about what county projects you have. Some of you may have a good reference list. That's great. But a list of those projects may be helpful as well. Just know that the state projects, state level projects, will be loaded into 4-H online already. So they're already up there, ready to go. You're going to have to go in and add your county projects um, so your youth can enroll in, in those. So to do that, what you would want to do is go up to the Projects tab and Report, 
Um, and you can leave this information if you want to just, ex you especially want the land grant LGU project name and then the extension project name and make sure that it's a current project from this year right here. And like, and this is going to pull from the state. Your county one will be specific to your county. So, but like I said, you only want to input your county level projects, your county only projects into 4-H online. The other state level projects will be, will be there already. All right, so the next thing I want to show you guys is a little bit about 4-H online and what I can see and in my administrator role and what um, your pages look like to me. If you guys have any questions throughout this, either shout them out or type them in the chat box and we'll try to we'll, uh, check back every once in, once in a while and, and see if there's anything in there to address. So I'm going to go to ne.4honline.com, which is the easiest way to get to our 4-H online page. And I'm going to log into my administrator. And here is a list of all of the county managers that we have. If there's somebody that is not on this list that forgot to fill out that survey, please have them email me and let me know that they need an account. Um, we have several of them, so I think that everybody's pretty much covered. I don't see any county that doesn't have at least one, so I think we're good there. If, Like I said, if somebody missed that survey, just let me know and we can get that taken care of. So this is what I see when I log into my account. I don't have a county manager account because I can log in to Butler County Extension from one of the other accounts in our office. Um, if you guys are having a problem and call me or email me, I can log in as you from my county administrator account and, and see what you're seeing, what problems you're having right there on the screen. So if you call me and say, hey, I'm having trouble with the, getting this kid enrolled, I can log in and look at exactly what you're seeing and help you through that, which is pretty, pretty neat. I thought that was one of the cool features of 4-H Online. So I'm going to go ahead and log in as Louise just to show you what that will look like from my end when I'm logged in with you. Um, it's saying that I'm acting on behalf of Louise Neiman. So I am in the Butler County account right now. And then if I wanted to, if they were having trouble with some of their options or anything like that, I could change that there, right here under the options. They were having an issue um, 
with their awards, not you know entering an award or running a report. I could help them, help Louise just right from here. And then I'll go back to my admin account. Um, the multi-manager roles I want to touch on a little bit here. I think that this is something that is going to be helpful as long as um, you guys remember the steps to get into these multi-county access uh, points. So I'm going to, there are several of you that have access to more than one county. I'm going to I'm going to pick on Linda Donnell today. Um, she has access to Phelps and Gosper County. But I'm going to, I created her account originally in Gosper County. So I'm going to log in as Linda. And then if I say I'm, I'm Linda and I wanted to log into the Phelps County information, all I would do was go, would be go to my account and scroll to the bottom and it says I other counties I manage. Anybody that has a multi-manager login, multi-manager permissions will have this box right here in their my account information. And I wanted to log into Phelps County. All I would do is click on the login and it would bring me to the Phelps County page. So that's a really quick easy way. There's no logging in, no logging out of separate accounts, no different passwords, it's just she has access to that through her, her Gosper County account. Um, I think I've linked everyone that has told me they needed a link to a different county, so please again let me know. Um, go in and check before you email me please so we can Kind of expedite that process for those that need things like that. But uh, go in and check that under the My Accounts. And then see what counties are listed there. Going to go back to the admin page. This is where I can set up the different options for the state under the Options tab. Um, we will be turning on the finances page once we get all of that set up with the bursar's office. So that will be a few more steps that, of information that we'll need from you. But uh, like I said, that's still coming. Um, we are going to eventually give permissions to our district 4-H coordinators to look at the counties in their districts. Um, they will just be able to log in and see the information only in their specific counties from that district. Just some of the different options that we we can uh, that we have. We have a lot more options, a lot more um, customization, I think, with 4-H online than we do did with Access 4-H. Access 4-H was more a a system that we you know gave them suggestions, but um, it wasn't totally customizable like some of these fields are. Um, in here we have the state email templates. These will be uh, these are set up, and then when the enrollments are approved, deleted, the initial enrollments they will come out um, from this system to our families. 
they will be specific to your county. Um, I'll go in and show you what uh, one of the sample ones looks like. Um, it says, member, full name, first, last. Welcome to Nebraska 4-H. Your membership record has been accepted for the current 4-H year in whatever county, and then has the date and time. Um, that member, this part right here, will auto-fill with your county when they sign up, when they complete their, their uh, enrollment, and then it's been approved. That email will be auto-generated to them if they've got given us an email. Um, this is where I would set up that multi-manager role that's only an admin um, thing. I, I'm the only one that can do that. So if you need access, please let me know. This is just some of the different things that um, enrollment-wise that I can customize. But I do want to go through a couple things in the training county. Has anybody had a chance to get in? And Katie, while you're switching over, there are a couple of questions in the chat box as well. Okay. Let me, let's go look at those first. Um, and Gwen. Okay, who is listed for Hamilton County? Let me go in here and check, I believe. Okay, and Mary filled the survey out, so they are the one, the two that have access to Hamilton County. And Gwen, I noticed when I logged into Adams County Manager that our club listing, it has all the clubs that were pulled over from 4H Plus, including the inactive ones from 10 years ago. Those were pulled over from 4-H, uh, Access 4-H. Those were, so if they were still in there, uh, regardless of if they were inactive or active and they were in your club list, they got pulled over. I will have to check on if there's any way to delete those permanently instead of uh, making those inactive. I will uh, check with Celeste at 4-H Online and see if there's a way maybe on their side of things. I do not believe I have the permission to do that. But I will add that to my list when I chat with Celeste later today. All right, so let's go into the training county, the test county. So it looks like several of you have been in and uh, have been playing and learning about 4-H online through our test county, which I think is a great uh, availability for them to provide this to us so we don't have to go in and make mistakes in our own own data sets. So we'll go into one of these that has was completed. So when you click on their name in this screen, which will be the same screen that your county uh, login will show up as your main page, you get the member options. So you can put, so if I wanted to add a project for Henry, I would select the project year, a club, and then a project. 
And all I would need to do is add a project. So if he was on the phone with me, I could do that really quickly. We'll go back. If I wanted to put any, if I wanted to send him an email. Do that here. Send it now. And then this over here will list all of the notes that you have sent him. If you wanted to send that family a message about ID sheets or enrollment fees or something like that and wanted to do it privately, not at a mass email, you could do it through the notes feature. If you wanted to enroll Henry in an activity, um, these are just some ones that people have created in our test county, not uh, specifically things that are out there. But we would select the project year and add that activity. So it's kind of a, a quick link to their profile, quick way to add things um, to them by just clicking on them and having that window pop up. Does anybody that has been in here have questions on something they've done? Um, Cheyenne County, is it better to use Chrome or Firefox? Yes, thank you, Joel. Um, both Chrome and Firefox are recommended by 4-H Online. Um, they do recommend Firefox a little more just because of some of the Google add-ins, but I've, I use Chrome and it has worked just fine for me so far. So if we wanted to send a mass email, Gwen is asking that. I've not looked into that very uh, far yet. I've just been setting up everybody's uh, accounts and that type of thing. But we will have, have some more information coming soon about that communication piece. Buffalo County, um, will we have to enter our own school districts or will the state have that in already? What we are going to do with that is um, use the uh, Federal Department of Education list of schools that are in each county. We'll have 4-H Online load that for us. Um, they're in the process of that. Um, right now they are kind of bogged down with lots and lots of states jumping on or researching 4-H Online. Um, so that is still in process, but those schools will be in there. Um, the, the youth or families will have to, um, they, it will uh, have a list of all the Buffalo County schools, all the Butler County schools, that type of thing. So they will all be spelled the same and we can run reports for schools a little faster. That's a great question. That was one feature that, um, when we were on with Becky before she was with us a few weeks ago, um, that she actually showed us how they did that in Iowa and how it worked a lot better for when they ran reports. See some others typing. Is there anything that you guys want me to show you? Do you want to walk through um, actually putting in a family. 
we can do that. Um, okay, Gwen, the help form section is still mandatory. No, it is not. I've changed that to all be um, visible but not required. Um, we can think. We can talk about putting a message in there that would be helpful. Um, I do know. I found a feature this morning that I really didn't mean to find. Um, if I go into okay, well, I'll just use Melina as an example, and I wanted to now watch me not be able to find it again. Um, I'll log in here. I've got her information put in here. And like I said, here in the schools, they'll have to select the county that they live in and then their school. And then patients. But there, there was something I found this morning that you could actually export that uh, health form out to a PDF. And like I said, I will have to go back and find it again because I thought it was really cool. And I found it completely on accident, and now I can't find it again. So if we have a deadline date, will they have access to add after that county deadline date? You can set it up um, under your county options. I'm in the training county right now. This is what your county options page will look like. And right here, I've got four members, month and day of last project selection date. So June 15th is what I have it set as. That will prevent them from adding a project after June 15th of the current program year. So that's one of those features that kind of gives us those checks and balances. Oops. This is um, this family tab is where you could search for information about a family. And like Becky said, if you click on this little Excel icon right here, it will save exactly what you see on the screen to an Excel file. So that will be really very quickly uh, getting stuff out and getting information out of, of this. It won't be the long process that uh, it was sometimes with, with uh, Access for H. Anything else you guys have discovered? Any tips and, or tricks to share with others? that you've discovered in your exploration of 4-H online. Cheyenne County, I can try to do that. Um, they would like me to try to add a county project. So I've got, I'm going to go back up here. I'm going to go to my members, volunteers. And some of you may be wondering what this B is next to these individuals. Those are volunteers. Obviously, since his 4-H age is 55, um, pretty sure he's a volunteer. So we'll log in here. 
I need to go back to my County Manager page. Back to Admin. There. Then I'll log in as Louise again. You can do a search for your projects. Project aliases. So if you call something, say you call market beef just beef in your county, you can add that project alias here and um, link it with that state project. So I'm just going to Here under the Hide Projects tab is where you would select those projects that are not available in this county. Um, if there's anything on the state list that you don't uh, make available to your individuals, um, that's where you could hide those so they wouldn't be enrolling in them. Another thing that I think is very neat about 4-H Online is if anyone, if there's any enrollment issues, you can look at them here. Any connection issues, they would come up here. So there's a lot of checks and balances that this system has built in. Yes, thank you, Lisa. Showworks and 4-H uh, Online work very well together. I know when we were first researching the um, connection, uh, when we were first researching a new enrollment system, this one came to mind for that reason because Mike from Showworks, when we um, originally were going to move from Fair Plus to Showworks, he asked them to use and he recommended 4-H online. But we were already using Access and we didn't want to change it unless we had to and now we're going to have to. Um, yes, the Reports tab, there's lots of cool things that are in here. Um, you can select Club and run a Club Report. You can also do, you know, for a previous 4-H year, We're not going to have any of that previous information in there, so we'll be working from this year forward. Quick expert of 4-H Online will do for you. Whole list of them here. See, show works. A quick list of the exhibitors and clubs in an Excel form, which would be great when we're looking to import ours from the year, it's already in there, already ready to go. So again, quick reports. This one I think will come in very handy. Um, an email list, a bad email list, so emails that bounce back, emails that really aren't emails, um, that will help when we're trying to communicate with our members.
Alright, let's go. I'm gonna go. Alright, looking at the chat box, um, Peggy, I'm going to refer that question to Jill. Um, Jill, are you still on with us? Yes, I am. And uh, Peggy, while we know that this is a change, we are really encouraging families to be the ones entering that information. Certainly, um, we're going to be providing some um, guidance in regards to um, invitations and information you can send to families options of hosting enrollment nights if that's something that you're more comfortable doing having families come into the office but we're really encouraging that families are the ones who are entering that data um, for themselves and we ideas of what to do how, how those enrollment nights might be shared or set up or what the uh, families will need to bring with. We can definitely um, get some information out to you guys and also probably we can talk about it on a future webinar or if anyone has ideas now of what they're going to do, um, you're always more than more than welcome to share those. That's what uh, these webinars are about, getting uh, ideas and other information from people across the state. So. couple people are typing, so I'll let them uh, type. Just as a bit more follow-up, too, to my last comments, Katie, um, we're not going to be providing paper copies, um, so that would make the process um, e even, again, more difficult. There won't be a paper form that youth would fill out and then could turn into the county office. So um, all things will be filled out online, filled out electronically. Again, we want to help you work through that process in a way that's most efficient and best for your county, but, but paper copies won't be part of that process this year. Jill, did you want to share your uh, bit of information with everyone? Sure, so just a few comments that I have to share. Um, one, thank you very much to Katie, who has been working tires, tirelessly this last two weeks to get everyone's accounts filled out. All of that work had to happen individually, um, and also working really closely with Celeste at 4 Online to get your clubs put in, get schools put in, get all of our accounts set up. And so um, I know that there's a lot that you're still waiting for, but I just want to acknowledge that um, there's a lot of work that's been done in the last two weeks to, to build the site out and to prepare it to be ready um, for families um, as early as October 1st. We did talk on the last webinar about some resources that we would be providing to you, tip sheets for um, county managers, invitation emails to families, um, recommendations and guidelines for um, potential enrollment nights or enrollment strategies, we got a really nice um, recommendation from one of the counties that suggested that they'd also like to see a list of if I'm going to host an enrollment night, what should I tell my families to bring? Or even if I'm not hosting an enrollment night, what should I, how should I coach my families to say before you sit down to enroll, 
these are all the things that you should have handy before you um, sit down to start enrolling. Uh, a couple of other things um, from the last call, Katie mentioned that the health form was a point of discussion on our last call and whether or not that that would be required. Um, as she has mentioned, those are now visible but not required fields. And so you can provide some direction individually in your counties for how much information you'd like families to enter. Um, I would add that as we move to event registration, options on here that that health form um, will become a bit more important. So, um, for example, if we would um, move towards hosting the PACE registration through here, um, at a certain point if you were already enrolled and we used 4-H online to register for PACE, there'd have to be some sort of check and balance to make sure that those students who then enrolled for PACE also had a complete health form. So since we're not filling that out completely at the beginning, there'll be a little bit of, of checking in that process and we're seeing how that will work with event registration if there's a way to um, either send a reminder to the family to go back and fill that in or um, some sort of a checkbox that the health form is complete. Um, but, but that's just an update on the health form. I know that was causing some um, questions and anxiety about whether or not that would be required. It is not required at the moment. The other question that we um, were addressing after the last call was about um, entering um, FFA members into the clubs and we got a bit of feedback that people were really wanting to be able to do that um, just in regards to being able to manage that for fair participation and, and managing that data in ShowWorks. However, we learned from 4-H online there is not a way to sort that data out um, when it comes time for ES-237 reporting. So at this time we are not encouraging you to include your FFA members um, in your clubs or to have an FFA club, but rather that Katie will work with you um, individually to talk about some strategies for getting those um, into show works and, and still being able to manage that fair part of it because it seemed like that was um, the important piece. Um, when it came to FFA members. So again, at this time, um, it's been recommended to us and, and we're sharing that with you, that we will not be including um, enrollments for FFA members um, within 4-H Online. Katie, I'm going to stop just for a second and we can kind of do some catch up on what's in the chat box. Okay, sure. Um, there's just been a couple questions. Um, Deb asked, they've got a couple recruitment events in the near future. Um, is it possible for their office to put members in the new system uh, until the new system is ready to roll? Um, I think we'll be ready, Deb. I, I hope to be ready. That's that's my, my goal, is for that in, well, less time than I want to think about, it's ready to go. Um, we can work with you if it's not, okay? So maybe let's visit a little bit today. Maybe if you've got a chance, um, either give me a call or shoot me an email and we'll visit a little bit. Um, Cheyenne County uh, asked about a manual. Um, we are working on getting one. Kansas has a great model that um, Jill and I are going to work through and kind of see which pieces we need to revamp for Nebraska and which pieces we can use. Um, so there's a lot of resources from other states out there as well that we're not going to have to just reinvent the wheel for Nebraska. Um, we've got plenty of resources and, and lots of connections to, to get us up and running. I would just add to that because every Langer University is using this slightly differently though, 
it's not as simple as just downloading someone else's manual. We'll have to, to, to walk through even the samples that are there and, you know, rewrite that to the, the way that we're using 4-H online. So Katie's right. right, there's a lot of legwork done, but there isn't a generic manual available either. Yeah, Lisa, that's a great suggestion for Deb. If they have a computer and wireless or even, you know, a couple of banks of iPads, that would work. They could go in and enroll. It should be, it should be ready enough for that, yes. If you've been into the training county and kind of played around, are there any issues that you're running into? How long did it take for you to create uh, Melina's record in regards to Cheryl's question? It may have taken me seven, eight minutes. I mean, it was not very long, but then again, I didn't go through the health form process, so if that's something you would like them to do, that would be more lengthy. And I didn't, you know, obviously put in all the projects. So it, I mean, I would say, say about 10 minutes. I mean, it shouldn't take very long. If they've got all the information that they they want, they have, they need their, their projects, their, you know, contact info, all of that, and don't have to go searching for dad's work number and all, you know, that stuff. It shouldn't take them very long. So that's a great point that it, you know, we're not asking for information that we weren't asking for on the written form. So really it should be a comparable amount of time. Do they come ready with the information like Katie was saying? And um, it, it shouldn't take, you know, more time. In fact, it could potentially take less time to fill out the electronic version as opposed to actually writing in the form. The information is, is very parallel. Um, Gwen, does the exclamation point on the agreement section mean the parents have signed? Um, I'm not quite sure why that is showing up like that. That's one of the things I'm going to visit with Celeste about, um, why that section is showing up so differently than what I have it set up to show as. Um, so that is something that will uh, probably change a little bit, but they do have to sign in those, those sections where it's the code of conduct, the um, youth protection policy, the all of that, the permission to treat, that type of thing. Um, Steph, can counties choose if they want some of the information on the health form required? Uh, no, that is a state level decision. I control what is on the health form and on the requirement that's not something that counties can manipulate themselves. Steph, I might add though, if, if what you're seeing is now that we don't have as many things required as you would like, that you might just modify the instructions um, or the email invitation that you'd send out to families to encourage them to fill out the sections that you want. Katie's right, those requirements are set at the state level, but I understand that you maybe in a situation where you want some things that your neighboring county does not. So so that's a great question. Unfortunately, we don't have the ability to do individual county level requirements. Can we have separate fields for youth and parent email? Um, let's go back in there and take a look. I believe there we go. 
go into the test county and just add go into somebody's profile and log in as George. So we've got the, uh, the family email here. I don't see a place for that that youth email if they wanted to give us that. Um, I don't see it here either as you're scrolling through, but I believe when we met with Becky and Celeste before our last call that we briefly talked about that. So let's follow up on that. Okay. Yep, we can, can check that in if that's added something. That's true. You can, in the youth profile, you can change this email to the kids if you want. That would be another way to do that. But I can, can follow up with Celeste and see if we can get both of them in there. There is a slot for this email under their names, but that would be like a work email or something like that. Yeah, and you can set it up that way where the parent's email is um, down here at the bottom, down here in the parent information, and this one, kids, that's not a, an issue. It won't affect the, the family. Again, we'd need to instruct families if that's the way you want it entered in a specific county um, to, to do it that way, because that may not be intuitive as they're filling this out on their own at home. Lisa, that's a really good point. I don't want the kids getting an email meant for, for parents and them not sharing it. Um, I would assume, and I haven't tried the email feature yet, I would assume that the family one is the default one that the messages go to. So maybe we would want to caution, caution people to in changing that to the kid. But this system is going to take some exploring. So. Let's plan just to follow up with Celeste and we'll send out an email with some additional recommendations about that. Yeah, sounds good. Well, this is the time that you guys have for questions. I don't have anything else to share. I don't think Jill does either. So if um, there are any questions, now's your chance to ask. Um, our next webinar will be on October 17th. Um, we are going to share a little bit of Jenny's time at Front Door Forum for those of you that were there. Um, we are sharing some of that time just for questions and answers um, and kind of an overview of 4-H Online. So I just wanted to let you know that I will be 
there on the 10th, and then we'll talk to you through webinar on the 17th of October again, same time, 10 a.m. Central. I just want to encourage everyone, if they're going to go in and practice, um, to do that in the training county. That would be preferable because we don't want you to have to go in and clean up um, your actual county data with the things that you have been practicing with. That's what the training county is for, those, those practices, those, hey, what if yeah, I think it could do this, let's try it. So um, keep using that. and. Uh, let us know if you have questions. Um, All right, I think we're going to let you uh, finish, let you loose here a little early on a Friday morning. So uh, if nobody's got any other questions, um, thank you guys very much for being patient with us. And like Jill said, we're learning right along with you. So um, keep practicing, keep sending us questions, keep sending us uh, things that you've figured out. Um, as we learn this together. So thanks for being on this morning, and we'll talk to everybody at Front Door Forum.